What's going on, our fearless family? It's Davo here. I just wanted to hit you up right before we got into this episode today. So if you read the description, you understand we're doing things a little bit differently this week. We had an amazing guest on our show. We ended up doing an Instagram Live, which I've never done before. It was so cool. It was so much fun. We had such a great conversation. And instead of keeping our interviews like we usually do, a half hour, 45 minutes, we really wanted to break this one down into two separate parts to really get your mind onto two different topics and really understand where this one has come from. So I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy the first part of this interview, and then on Thursday, you're going to get the second part of the interview. Welcome to Fearless Fathers and enjoy. This is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Hello again and welcome to another episode here on the Fearless Fathers Podcast. It's interview time yet again. And today, my family, my fearless brothers in arms, I have a very, very special guest on the microphone with us today. It's Davo on the mic, as always. And today, on the podcast, I said I have a very special guest. If you are a dad of Instagram, if you are hashtag InstaDadFamous, you've probably heard of this guy once or twice before. On the mic, I have Evan Nimke with me. He is the founder of the Viral Dads Instagram page, which as of the date of this recording, has hit over 50,000 followers. He's an Instagram page dedicated to all things dad, humor, and life alone. When he's not posting his parenting memes and making you laugh, he's also a homemaker. Evan has been a stay-at-home dad now for about five years with his two boys, and he's got a new puppy scout outside of Chicago, Illinois. As Billy Mays once said, guys, there's more. Evan is a self-proclaimed dadtrepreneur. He published his own uh, children's book, and he runs an online commerce store with his spouse. The dude seems to have absolutely no time to himself whatsoever, so he decided that he's going to spend whatever free time he had to sit down with us today on the Fearless Fathers podcast, and we're going to break into his mind a little bit. We're going to see what makes him tick, and we're going to see how he embraces the fear of fatherhood. So Evan, say what's up to our fearless family. Thank you for jumping on the show to us today. And uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and anything I might have missed. For sure, man. Uh, I could listen to that all day. You make me sound uh, <laughs> like some guy who's got it all figured out. But uh, I, w- I wasn't nervous uh, going into this, but I just saw my wife. Jen <laughs> of course, the thousands watching, Instagram right? Yeah. Yeah. What a man. But um, no, you did a great job summing up. Uh, my little life in the past couple of years and the things I've been diving into and happy to hop on. I've never been more motivated to share my story. Um, I've kept it pretty close to home, especially in the early years of me being a stay-at-home dad. But the last year, especially since launching uh, Viral Dads, I've never been more motivated to share my story and just generally because I want to help other dads feel less alone. Fatherhood is a crazy chapter. And, you know, I've listened to people and podcasts of dads talk about their life and other stay at home dads. And it just made me feel so less alone. And it was really rejuvenating to hear that I wasn't the only one juggling 
all the crazy things that parenthood throws at you. And I'm just hoping to kind of open up, be authentic, be raw, be real, and share my story. Hopefully get that out in front of some other people that need to hear it. I love it, man. And you hit it right on the head when you said it to the authenticity, the fact that you're not alone in this in this fight whatsoever. And there's so many times and like Ryan and I, the reason why we started this whole podcast is because we felt so alone in this fight and we felt nobody understood what what it is we talk about as dads. So being able to open up and come on the show and just really saying those stigmas of fatherhood are are null and void. They, they no longer exist. And the fact that there's strength in numbers and the, I mean, just the dad community alone that I've seen on Instagram is enormous, enormous. The amount of dads out there just spreading the word of what it means in their own life to say, I'm a fearless father. Yeah, it's been amazing to see. Um, Like you mentioned, July was five years of me being a full-time stay-at-home dad. It's crazy to even say that out loud. But the growth of uh, the community and the dad community, both online, offline, in media, in advertisements, in Hollywood, like it's changed tremendously just in the past five years. And it's really exciting to see more dads speaking out, more dads opening up, more dads supporting other dads. And, you know, I started Viral Dads because I just, I wanted to give back. I wanted to play a little part of just giving back to a community that has helped me, especially as a stay-at-home dad. I'm around two little babies and two boys and two toddlers all day. And having an adult community with other men, with other parents that, you know, I could talk about being a dad, you know, for midnight with you if you want. So cut, so cut me off whenever if I start trailing, but it, it excites me. It's it's something that when you're around toddlers all day, I mean, I get excited just talking to the checkout lady because oh, oh yeah. it, it can be very isolating um, <laughs> if you don't have any type of support or if, you know, not to say I don't have friends that are dads, but it's, it's crucial. And I can imagine there's men out there that don't even have digitally somebody to turn to, to, to joke about being a dad or to vent about the hardships. And I think it's crucial that, you know, we as dads, as men, as parents support each other as much as possible. So I'm just happy to be a little, little tiny, tiny part of that in the internet. Awesome. Excellent. I I'm, I'm right there with you exactly. As you said, man, I mean, we're going to, we're going to dig deep into that too, as why you started viral dads and a hell of a lot more as we go into this podcast. So Evan, let's kick it off. First question right out the gate. Number one killer question. What's one of the best or funniest things your children did recently? Every day I read this question and every day of my life is pretty much a comedy of errors, (laughs) whether it's me uh, laughing at myself for something I've done wrong or stupidly or in a tired days or just something that comes out of my kid's mouth. So I'll just go with the first thing. It was a recent thing. I'm not a a great personality on Twitter, but I try and share real and funny things that happen in my life. And uh, 4th of July weekend, my son, my four-year-old born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen was playing on the radio. We had it turned up and he started singing along and he thought he was saying bored in the USA and we're shouting bored in the US. And, and I lost it because of just the times we're living in. It, it, it to me didn't, it sums up childhood in America with all these kids home, all of us home in quarantine, just bored, you know, stuck at home. Um, and it just made me laugh. Uh, I wish there, I could honestly write a book of the funny things, you know, kids would truly do say the darndest, but that was one. 
They really do. It made me laugh uh, recently. That's awesome. I love that. Bored in the U. Man, Springsteen. I haven't listened to him in, God, 20 years. <laughs> so thanks bringing me back a little bit to when I was like 10. <laughs> so we're going to kick into this Fearless Father style. As we said, guys, we have a lot to cover today with Evan Nimke on the mic with us talking about what makes him a fearless father, a stay-at-home dad, and uh, so much more. So talking about being a uh, stay-at-home dad, take us through a little bit deeper as to why you decided to take that path and really just become the homemaker. Yeah, uh, it wasn't planned. It wasn't something when we found out we were having a kid that we were like, yes, my time has come. I shall be at home dad. Uh, it really was the opposite. I mean, we were both working. I just, I have heard nothing, but kids are expensive. You gotta, you know, save, you need money. And I just assumed we both had to be working professionals um, to support a child and then, you know, we talked about it as we always do. And my wife was not comfortable at the time with putting a newborn in a daycare system. And I not, I wasn't necessarily either. Um, it just sounded very young to throw, <laughs> you know, put a newborn in daycare. So our middle ground was that we were both going to stay working and we were going to invest at a, an in-home nanny, even though that was way more expensive. It just felt like a, a safer option, but it was not easy. That that process of interviewing people was terrifying. And we struggled down into the last week to find somebody that we thought would uh, we would welcome into our house to take care of our child while we were at work. And in the 11th hour, the week before my wife had to go back, we got a personal referral. You know, great woman. Jen knew the woman, the family she was coming from. And we kind of went with her just because it was the closest thing we could. And it lasted about a month before she, she didn't run for the hills, but the family that she came from, I think fell apart and threw a bunch of money to come back. And she gave us a week's notice to figure it out. Um, wow. And at that time I'd been working in the beverage industry, you know, 10 plus years, variety of different sales, marketing jobs, traveling a lot. I was at a place where I was very burnt out. Um, and I was traveling probably two weeks out of every month, working from home, you know, getting on the road um, in those jobs. And I was I was burnt out. Uh, my drive wasn't there anymore. I just had this kid and I was really craving something more purposeful. And it just, you know, my wife really encouraged me to consider staying home. And I said, no, <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I love kids. I had younger brothers. I grew up changing diapers. I was a babysitter. I helped. You know, my whole life I've been around kids and I love it, but I just, to me, it wasn't something I thought I was going to do or necessarily want to do, but she really, we talked about it. We talked about it a lot and we jointly made the decision that I would leave my job just as a sales, you know, manager. It's easier for me to kind of hop out of that and then get back into it in a couple sure. of years, some way, shape or form than it was my wife who works uh, for a school district and has a really really nice job. She's really good at what she does. She's in high demand. And so we just made the decision together that I would let go, <laughs> lean into the unexpected life of being a stay-at-home dad and just give it my all. Five years later, here I am giving my brain cells of the night. <laughs> it's crazy to think about because even prior to this interview, you know, when we were talking back and forth, getting all this set up, I really sat down and I really resonated with a lot of that like how we're so similar in that because yeah. i actually just started becoming a stay-at-home dad not by choice but because something out there happened to me my wife and i talked it over and said you need to stay home you need to take care of yourself 
I'll take this burden. Mm -hmm. And that was really rough for me too. You know, growing up, I was working since I was 15, 16 years old. So just being able to say, yeah, you're not going to work anymore and you just need to take care of yourself. That, that almost feels like you're cheating other people out of it at the same time. I agree. And it's one of those things where it's so 180 to think of a stay at home dad. And that's why I'm really, I was really excited when you said like, yeah, I'm a full-time stay at home dad. Like I talked about it. One of my best friends was a stay at home dad for the first year. His twins were born and he loved it, but now he's back at work and you know, dual incomes. But like you said, even in the beginning of that, you have a kid and you automatically assume we all have to work. We all have to go in. We have to spend the atrocious amounts of money on daycare. And if we don't do that, we have to spend even more money on a nanny. Mm-hmm. So it becomes that constant trap of work, 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 see your kids very rarely, and then just rinse and repeat and do it all over again. Yeah. So really taking that dive, man. I mean, I applaud you 100%. And any dad doing it, I applaud you 100% because it's not easy. No, you, you nailed it. I mean, it's not easy. And I and if I'm being truthful, I kept it close to my chest for the first year. I mean, it I was believe not, it. not something I led with. It was not something I branded myself with because of uh you know my ego and my well the work i mean i took pride in the work and the career that i chose and the hard work i put into it and the hours Mm -hmm. it's not easy just to say i'm gonna wave goodbye to that for now and not feel like you're it's a wrong decision because you you think the time and energy put into something it's it's you want to see it through you don't want to give up you don't want to pause you don't want to I don't want to say quit, but I mean, you're kind of turning your back on something you've invested a decade of your life to. And it's, it's hard. I was met with tremendous support. I was terrified to tell my, my boss at the time. He was a mentor, a great guy. I thought he was going to blacklist me in the industry. And you know what? The company I left, Essential Water, good stuff. Um, go check it out if you're looking for a decent alkaline water. Great company. They couldn't have been more supportive. I mean, the whole nice. company was behind behind it. They said, it's commendable. Not everybody's willing to take that risk or that gamble and to invest in their family. And it it blew me away, honestly, because I was terrified. I thought they'd mock me. I thought my colleagues would bust my balls about it. And, you know, I thought I would never have a shot, but they were like, if you want to come back, your job's here, we'll find something for you. And they were fully supportive. And that, that was eye opening to me because it was the exact opposite response I thought I'd get from my boss who you know, stuck his neck out for me, who got me that job. And then not a long time after I I told him I was leaving. So, and that plays right into the stigmas of they're going to ball bust me. They're going to, they're going to belittle me. They're going to say, why are you doing this? You're throwing away your life. Mm. You saw the exact opposite of what you thought. Open arms, go get it. I commend you. Like that is the stuff that I think we, as dads alone, we just feel like we, we almost can't accept that. It, It almost feels like. I agree. It's such a weird feeling when somebody tells me something like that, even with doing this podcast, like you're doing a commendable job, like even still to this day, it feels surreal and like it should have never happened. It almost sounds like you feel the exact same way on something like that. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Which brings me into my next question. Being a stay at home dad, did you ever feel a moment where it wasn't worth it? And if you did have that kind of moment, what, what can you take us through what that moment was? I mean, how every day, how long do you got? (laughs) Man, when my when my boys are 15 months apart, so they're four and five now, but uh, raising and staying home with two boys under two years old was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was the craziest time of my life, and I feel like if I survive that, I can survive anything life has to throw at me from here on out because there were some days that just 
pushed me to my absolute brink. There were many days where I just was like, I'm done. Like I'm, I've done, I've given it my all, but it's, it's weighing on my sanity. It's making me on edge. Like the, I just can't keep doing this. And you know, it passes and it, it, it mm-hmm. it's ebb and flows of days like that. But yeah, there were many days where I was like, this ain't for me. Like <laughs> love my kids, but I'm not going to do this if it means I start resenting them, you know, right. or something I've looked forward to my whole life. Like it's scary to think of like not enjoying that, you know, when you're doing it full time and that, that scared me. Like maybe I'm a bad dad because I'm feeling like this is too much. Like, does that mean I'm a failure? Does that mean I'm not successful at, at this role because I'm ready to go back to a, my career or an office job or conference calls or whatever? Like if I'm craving right. that more than time with my kids, like that's hard for you to, to think about as well. But the, you know, the answer is yes. Like many times I thought early on, it's gotten easier. I'll say that any dads out there who've got newborns, it doesn't get easier, but I mean, that's a, that's a challenging time. You're sleep deprived. My boys did not sleep good. Um, they still don't sleep good. They're very active. They don't just sit down and watch a movie for two hours. I mean, they go, go, go. And it's exhausting. It's a battle, you know, but it gets easier. Oh, they're yeah. four or five now. I love the age they're at. They're active. We're doing so much more together. They're communicative. They get along. It's WrestleMania most days, but like, <laughs> they're buddies. And like, I take toddlers over newborns any day of the week. Oh, they're the absolute best cuteness of a sleeping newborn or having them cuddled up on my chest i don't i don't get those little snuggles anymore no but you get you get the wrestlemania moments now and i'm right there with you with toddlers man that that two to four year range oh all about it that newborn that first year how old are your kids sorry i didn't get the age of you my son i we have one son he's going to be two on in september next month at the days of this recording congrats thank you man it's it's wonderful So when we're talking about that, I mean, just those moments and where you felt like you wanted to, you know, just stop, like you said, the ebb and flow of it's anywhere, whether you're an entrepreneur, a dad working a career, you have those ebbs and those flows every single time. And like you said, things get easier. The more steps you take, the more days you go through, the easier it gets, the more routines you fall into. So when we're talking about that, did you on the inside, you know, trying to break that stigma of becoming a stay-at-home dad, something newer, did you ever feel like less of a father for leaving what seemed like a really good career from where you've been for over a decade? And would you have done anything differently looking at yourself now? Uh, No. I mean, I had a job. I bounced around a lot. I worked, it was for many years, like a startup industry on the beverage side with emerging brands. And same thing, you know, you build it up, you build it up, and then everybody migrates to another brand. I mean, it was taxing. It was exciting. It's great. When I didn't have kids, I was traveling. I was going to cool music festivals and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of perks of the job through that. But then when I had a kid, like, I didn't want to travel more than I had to. Um, that right. wasn't appealing to me anymore. But I don't know. Like, it's everybody's situation's different. In my situation, I had a role, I had a job, a career that I felt I could step away from and utilize my skills when I come back to something. I don't think that's applicable to everybody. I think, you know, you think about traditional jobs where maybe you, you, you went to continued education for a master's or, you know, right. law school or, you know, you can't. You can't throw that away. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't have that. I was just a, a sales guy, but I was an unhappy sales guy. Uh, it really wasn't fulfilling me like it used to, and I was ready for a break. And I was proud of myself 
for taking that chance and taking that risk and not just settling for a job I wasn't happy with. It took some convincing because it's not easy to leave a paycheck, but you adjust, you know, we've mm-hmm. adjusted to single income and, you know, it's been the best decision. It hasn't been easy, but I will stand by. It's been the best decision, even with all the hardships and crazy days. Like it was the best thing we did for our family, given all the hardships that have come with it. I, I love that. I wouldn't, I would say I look at myself as a stronger father because of that decision. I think being a father is the only job that really matters. Like, and I think a lot of men lose sight of that. And I did too. I thought career, money, status, title, LinkedIn connections and all that craziness. Like I held that as important. And then when you leave that and you get a break from the emails all the time and the politics of work, it's so freeing. Yeah. I'm like, it's, and you, you look at your kids and you realize like time you're investing in them. I'm like, if I'm going to have a bad day. I love having bad days for my kids. Oh yeah. I have a hard, long day. I'd love that it's for my kids and not some company that doesn't know my name or looks at you more as a number than an actual person at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and, you know, I work yep. for a small company, so I never really had that, but business is business. You know, I've been laid mm-hmm. off very trying times of being in between jobs and that's a soul sucking experience. You just feel, what was it all for? I poured my life and soul into this just for them to cut the marketing budget and send me on their way. Like, that's gut-wrenching, man. Like that that hurts. So if I'm going to have gut-wrenching, challenging days, I feel pretty damn good that I'm doing it for my kids. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that response. It's almost weird, but at the day it's recording, if you listened to today's interview that dropped with Chris Castillo, we talked about that in our interview where having a fulfilling career is going to resonate so much with your children down the line. You know, we grow up, I grew up in that in that lifestyle, like most fathers do now, we grow up in that lifestyle where it's you're taught at a young age, you have to be the breadwinner, you have to have a career, whether you like it or not, you're going to have a job, you need to make money, you need to do this. It's never, well, I want to follow a passion. I want to follow a dream. It's never, we'll support that passion, that dream. It's always, is that passion or that dream going to make you money? And they put that evil connotation on money that says you need this piece of paper that's going to support the rest of your life. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Money comes to me fluid and free. I'm not working. I'm a stay at home dad now. You know, my wife just actually got a new job and started working a new job where she is out of the house all day. So now it's me waking up with constant chronic fatigue at eight o'clock in the morning, feeding our son and doing the dad and the home life. Yep. And you're right. It's freeing. It's so rewarding waking up and seeing the look on my child's face when I grab him out of his crib and he just gives me that big smile and says, dad, just knowing that I'm comfortable enough to say, yes, I walked away from a very comfortable job where I had job security, but at the end of the day, all they cared about was numbers. They didn't care that I was a person, that I had feelings. If I went in and I had a bad day at work, it was your numbers were crap today. What happened? You need to do better next time. But it's that improvise, adapt, and overcome. You improvise by taking a pay cut, but you adapt and you overcome and you become better and you become stronger. So with being a stay-at-home dad, obviously with two boys 15 months apart, that's got to be, like you said, hair pulling, gut-wrenching every single day. Would you say, though, that it's given you more freedom that you wouldn't have had had you stay working in the beverage industry? thousand percent. Casually, like loosely, I mean, freedom, like... <laughs> Define freedom because, I mean, you, you, those kids are at your hip, you know, like you're not right. free to do anything, but sure, like you're not 
you know, I was working from home already in my career. So I was kind of used to being within my house for the most part. It gave me the freedom. And I knew when I started this, like I just, I was reading articles when I made the decision about like things dad should do when they commit to this or, you know, a season stay at home dad shares what he wish he would have done. And I just, I saw a lot mainly about staying active in your career. Like they were saying like, oh, you should really make sure you're still networking so you're not out of the loop when you go back in. But I'm not looking to go back into my career. So I wasn't right. looking to stay connected there. But what I did know was this was temporary. Um, I had to remind myself of that often. At the time when I decided it, it took a year for me to like wrap my head around. And my mom actually, the saint that she is, was you know my therapist through it. And she just reminds me, she's like, this isn't a life sentence like yes it's crazy to think you're doing this and you're leaving this world but like it's it's temporary it's going to be a chapter of your life and so I had to keep that front of mind but I knew when my this time ended and my kids are in school full-time whenever that will be <laughs> in this crazy world but I wanted to look back and know that I, I had more than gray hairs in my beard and bags under my eyes like I, I am an ideas guy I always have been mm. and I do was a great opportunity for me to explore some things that I was passionate about. And it was easier when they were napping to do so. Uh, <laughs> I've learned that I, quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, a lot of what I started, I, I got off the ground when they were napping and they don't nap no more. These days are long and it's, it's hard to, to find time. But I just really was trying to stay in tune to what I was passionate about inside of me, in my heart. You know, if I could start things, what would I start and try and think of different things that I didn't need a whole cash flow to do, mm -hmm. um, really bootstrap things I could do on the fly, things I could do from the palm of my hand on a phone. It's amazing. Technology is really incredible. And just push myself to get these ideas out of my head and make them physical. And I'm figuring it out. Everything I've done, I've never done before. Right. So it's a learning process. Everything. I've never done a book. I've never done a clothing line. I've never done a social media page. And I'm right there with you, man. I never, I never did a podcast before. I never did this. We've been on month four now. You got a good voice. You come like your You got golden pipes, man. I, I've been told that many times. I've been told I have that voice for or that face for radio. So even when I worked at the call center, I always got hit on by the old ladies. Like, oh, you sound good, boy. <laughs> Damn, I want to take you out. And I'm like, all right, I appreciate that. I hate my voice, but I appreciate uh, you. I love it. Smooth, smooth, easy listening. Yeah. I want to hit on a lot of things you said there because that was some really great value that I want our listeners to really walk away with on this one. Think about this. What is freedom to you guys at the end of the day? For Evan, freedom was not working and being able to pursue passion projects. Things that he knew if it got into the hands, it would make at least one person happy. To me, that's freedom. That's freedom. Not going into work every day and coming home and just wanting to take your shoes off, crack open a beer and forget about the world. That's not freedom. And if he never made that choice to be a stay-at-home dad, he probably wouldn't even be doing half of the things that he's doing right now because we get so wrapped into our minds of today was another stressful day. It was rough. I'm beaten down. I'm broken. I'm mentally exhausted. And by the time you get home, all you want to do is sit on the couch, crack open a beer, and hope turn your brain off and forget everything. And then what happens? Those passions that you have, those desires that you have, they start going deeper and deeper down into your stomach, down into your brain, and you forget everything because you're told this is the world that you need to live in. Your passion projects, they'll never be a career. You'll never make anything out of them. You're, you're going to be just stop that. Just, just go to work, be miserable like the rest of us, and you're going to be happier for it. 
And then 60, 70 years down the line, you're looking at yourself and you're like, man, I could have did this. It may not have made any money, but I would have been so much happier. And that would have resonated so much more with my kids. Hindsight's twenty twenty. at the end of the day. It really is. And I feel, especially as dads, is we take too long to really realize and become self-aware of the things that we know we need to do and the things that are told that we have to do. And we can't differentiate the two. Amen. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, you talk about regret and looking back on your life. And it's, you know, my wife and I, we watched, uh, I don't know, you know, Brene Brown. Have you seen or heard? No. So she studies a lot on shame and vulnerability. I highly recommend her to anybody. She's just got fantastic stuff. But she, she said something that stuck with me. And she says she's starting and she lives by choosing discomfort over regret. I love it when she's got decisions or people ask things of her or she's weighing something, she's found that it's better to, you know, say no to something if it means it's, if it's a discomfort, you know, if you're like, Oh, I don't want to order it, but I'm going to say no versus if I go to it and regret it or versus like, I'm really, you know, I'm scared to put my face out to people. I mean, there's, you know, five, six of you guys in here right now, but like, I'm not a very uh, public person like that, but I'm, I'm trying to, face my fears, be discomfortable in front of people to show that I'm real. I'm not perfect. I'm figuring this out just like you. I think uh, that's a, a driving force too behind what I do. It's like life's not slowing down anytime soon. And before you know it, my kids are going to be old and my life's mm-hmm. winding down and I want to look back and have some contribution to this world in some way, shape or form. doesn't need to be global, but like I'm going to try just so I can look back and say I tried. And that and that's it. You know, we we preach it all the time on the show is in order to grow, in order to become stronger, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to do things that scare you because yep. that is the only way you're going to grow. That's the only way you're going to get stronger. And if you sit back and regret things that you did that didn't serve your purpose, what did you do to grow? Nothing. You sat in your hole, you sat in your bubble and you said, this is fine. This is my life. I'm content with it. I know the things that scare me. I don't want to touch them that they're tough, they're uncomfortable, good. Go out there and get that uncomfortability. Grow, become stronger. And I've I've found that I have tremendous respect for anybody who tries. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're trying, that's way more than a lot of people do because I think everybody's got some crazy idea and I don't think a fraction of them try. They don't have, you know, it's scary and I don't blame them. How many times do we hear, that was my idea. I, I had the idea to do that years ago, and they, they stole my idea. Yeah. No, they just beat you to the punch because they were able to get uncomfortable quicker. And you're right. There's so many crazy ideas out there. Mm-hmm. And Harry Truman said it best, and I love this quote, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Taking those imperfect steps and falling on your face, getting up, and just going out and putting in your reps every single day is going to weigh a lot more than waiting till everything is perfect. I love it. I love it. So we're going to move on. We have a ton more to pick Evan's mind on. We're going to be going into the wee hours here. We're hitting it live, Fearless Father style, on Instagram today. My dog's asleep at my feet, so I got (laughs) it. We're good. We're going. We're going. So we're wrapping up the stay-at-home dad portion of this. What's one thing, what's a quick thing that you would say to a dad who may be looking at or on the the fence of becoming a stay-at-home dad? Don't say no too quick. I think everybody, every guy, their knee-jerk reaction is no way. And I don't blame you. That was mine. It's hard to fathom letting go of a career, letting go of a job, but really think it over. It's been one of the greatest things in my life. 
And that's the reason I'm on here is I want people to see a success story and hear more dads who have committed to this, not just say, oh, it was easy and great. And I got to be, but like, it's hard. It's the hardest job I've ever had, but it's the best job I've ever had. It's the most fulfilling. Yeah. And like, if you're seeking purpose, if you're seeking a change of pace, I mean, every situation is different. I, I know that it's not even an option for a lot of people to think about it. And I'm wildly fortunate that that we were in a situation where we could do this, but that doesn't mean that it was easy. You know, we're still living on a single income, but we've gotten, mm-hmm. we've opened, it's opened my eyes to just how much shit you spend money on that you don't need. And you get used to it. You adjust, you tweak your budget, your finances to whatever you got to do, but you know what? You're doing it for your kid. You're doing it for your family. Just don't, don't say no too quick. And if anybody out there is on the fence, if anybody out there is struggling or hit me up, I want to be an aide, even if it's just shooting messages or texts back and forth, I, you know, having somebody to turn to or to ask a question. I remember when I was doing it, I didn't have anybody to ask. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, I know, like a cousin of a friend. Like, I heard their dad stays at home, and I just, that was weird to me. I'm like, what are we going to do? Just wait. What's it like? Tell me about it. Let me be that person. Let me give you a, an insight. Learn from, you know, these stories and other interviews I've done, you know, about the benefits of it and how great it can be. Not easy but great. And that's it. It's, it's the hardest job out there, but it's the most fulfilling job out there. And wouldn't you rather be more fulfilled and passionate than miserable and making the almighty dollar? I say all the time, the pay sucks, but the benefits are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. That's how I look at it, man. It's the best. There's nothing better than being with your kids. I mean, some days it's hard to say that, but, but don't say no, guys. Take a second analyze the situation it could be the best decision you ever made in your entire lives long gone are the days of the don drapers of the world <laughs> long gone are those days guys yep. the roles are changing and being a father is a full-time job like we just talked about in the chris castillo interview and if you haven't checked that out check that one out too because that's a ton of fire on that as well being a dad is a full-time job it's another job you sign up for the pay sucks but the rewards and the benefits outweigh the pay anytime any time of the day all right, guys, so I'm going to jump right back in here at the finishing of the episode. Evan dropped a ton, a ton of great knowledge there of being a stay-at-home dad, his thoughts, his fears, his worries, his successes, so much great stuff out of that first part of this interview. I hope you took away something out of that. I hope something resonated with you. If you're on the verge of being a stay-at-home father or really thinking about it, you know, step out to him, reach out to him, reach out to us, whoever, pick his brain. Understand that it's okay to do that. You could live on that single income. If you love what we do, share the story. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Fearless Fathers Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Fathers Podcast. Check out the website, fearlessfathers.net. You could find everything there, past episodes. Find out who we are. Check out our merch store. Support us on Patreon at Fearless Fathers there. And as always, guys, embrace the fear. We'll see you Thursday. Thursday.